0: I'm a legal machine, and with me is the alley Frank, Mister Fixit.
1: Please put your hands and legs together for Lee from Huddersfield singing "Faith No More."s nice. I started
2: a joke. Come on now, let's have it. Don't fight it. Come on now. Here we are. The following podcast discusses mature themes with explicit language that may be disturbing or infuriating or sophomorically amusing to some listeners. Discretion is advised.
1: Uh, he's stimulating a vulva. When did you watch that video, dude? Let's watch It's not very good for me. A lot of fists. I, 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 I want to read the comments for that video. Honestly, the trolling in those. So much fist. That was actually really interesting, dude.
3: So, I mean, was Alan Moore's, Moore's hard talk nuts, interview about stimulating a vulva? Oh, I
1: was going to say, I thought it was Alan Moore yeah. talking about nuts,
3: dude. He really is nuts.
1: <laughs> not as much as Grant Morrison, I would say. Well, see, that's what I was going to say. Well, when you were talking about the uh, killing joke, Grant Morrison was interviewed saying that no one gets the ending of killing joke, that Batman kills the Joker at the end. Yeah, that, and that, but, and that, and Alan, but that's
3: not in the actual original script. And I think Alan Moore I don't know if Alan Moore actually went on the record to say that, said, that was incorrect
1: yeah. he said he spoke to Alan Moore Alan Moore's
3: like yeah, yeah no Grant Morrison. I don't think he said that he spoke it's, to Alan Moore it's on
1: one of those Fat Man for Batmans I remember hearing it
3: mm, I, I think that I, I listened to that one because mm. I, I was looking for Grant Morrison material for my Martian Manhunter 60th anniversary special yada yada so I listened to the. I think it was a two or three part episode yeah, and I listened to all it. of it and I don't think he actually talked to Alan Moore because Alan Moore doesn't like Grant Morrison oh, so really? I don't think they conversed about it no they don't mm. like each other at all but especially it's mostly Alan Moore doesn't like Grant Morrison. So I don't think Alan Moore would be confiding like any anybody? secrets.
1: I literally watched a, a show on him where he interviewed himself. And he yeah. Not, not pretty harsh. <laughs> he was
3: harsh on himself. He's Alan Moore is a
1: fellow that just doesn't get along very well with most people.
3: And Grant Morrison is somebody who has a keen commercial sense and a willingness to prostitute himself to major publishers where Alan Moore does not. And actually, the funny thing is Alan Moore does have a pretty decent commercial sense as well or at least he did. And I think he like gained some sort of self-loathing or he came to hate other people that were willing to commercially exploit him. And so I, he like went the exact opposite direction and became like, anti commercial. So, uh, But no, Alan Moore can't stand Grant Morrison. I, I, think the only, I think one of the only people that Alan Moore halfway likes is Neil Gaiman, but pretty much everybody else that was like a contemporary of his, uh, and including his former people that he worked with, I, I, I don't think he can stand. Dave Gibbons? Oh, Gibbons I'm sorry. I, I think they get on okay because if I recall correctly, Alan Moore handed over his Watchmen checks to
1: Gibbons. Oh, wow.
3: Yeah. I think he probably handed over his League of Extraordinary Gentlemen to. Yeah, and they, those two seem to get on famously. But like, I think I don't know if it was Steve Bissett or, or Rick Veach one of the two. They had a falling out because the guy had said something like criticizing Alan Moore in an interview somewhere. Just like, not even a major criticism, just like, oh yeah, you know, Alan Moore doesn't want to do this, so we're not doing that, and it's kind of lame. I wish we wouldn't do that. And Alan Moore's like, okay, right, that's it, and then that's it. They never Is kind of that like guy Moore again. Vision? Sure, why not?
0: Very nice. Lacking Have you heard the, Alan Moore
3: lacking the Gandalf huh? beard? Of course. Have you heard Alan Moore speak? Uh, probably. Yeah. I, I don't know that you have he doesn't talk that often I'm sure that I have
2: I started a killing joke, which started the whole world bitching.
0: Uh, or is it they didn't show? You want to, oh, do you want to talk about the killing joke?
3: Oh, we definitely need to talk about the killing joke because uh, mister Fixit saw it. He paid. Well, no, you got a free ticket, right? A free ticket. Thank <laughs> God. God for that. Well, there
0: was the blow up at the SDCC panel. Right? Yeah,
3: but he's actually gone to see the movie at the theater. Right,
0: right. But we were talking to this in San Diego. I okay. remember earlier when we were talking about yeah. everything at San Diego Comic-Con. And that was a big thing that happened at San Diego Comic-Con. Or what's his name? called that guy a pussy or whatever.
3: Yeah, uh, basically a, a reporter for Breeding cool, which you got to put that in quotations reporter. Uh, well, actually, anybody in comics it's the journalism, you gotta, Now, now everybody. Unless knows. you're Heidi McDonald, we're then, reporters. We got microphones. Sure, right. But yeah, so he's like shouting from the back of the room, you know? Hey, you know, have, were you empowering Batgirl by no, having her have sex in the room?
0: They, 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 they let everybody have like they had a little microphone. Walk up and ask
3: questions. No, well, I, different people have different versions of the story. My oh, no, version, no, I heard no, the, the, the version. I've heard the version that I was hearing was the guy was hauling out from the back of the room. That how was it? To empower Batgirl by having her have sex with Batman and blah 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 something along those lines. Brian Azar was like what'd you say? Why don't you repeat yourself you pussy? So and a lot of people who are already having trouble with Killing Joke being perceived as a misogynistic work having a gender centered pejorative hurled at this reporter did not sit well with them. I don't think that if you're on a panel you should you call be anybody calling anybody a fucking, anybody fucking pussy, a pussy. There's no because you're, well you're there in a fucking professional capacity you're there representing Warner Brothers animation don't call people fucking pussies you fucking piece of shit yeah. but I fucking hate Brian Azzarello I do now too hey asshole whatever the hell you want to call him I, I, I don't like him as a writer he has no business writing superhero stuff he doesn't like it he doesn't have any, any aptitude towards it he obviously has contempt for it and it's fans quit fucking giving him work in superhero shit let him yeah, do crime shit which is all he really wants to fucking do anyway but I thought that Bruce Timm was some DC god that all of his animated projects are yeah but media. he but it was written by Brian Azzarello no 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 the first 30 minutes is him well basically okay, then did you that's, ever, that's they, then they stuff, kick right? in to Alan Moore, yeah, yeah well oh, the first sp- well, like, hold on before I, but
1: Alan Moore is even trash too right? well, Alan Moore just, wants to he do with any adaptations work, though, though. He,
0: yeah.
3: have you ever actually read Killing Joke yeah okay what did you think of Killing Joke as a story I thought
0: it was kind of crazy mm-hmm. what do you think was the highlight of the book oh uh, man let's see this was probably 15 years ago that I read it oh Brian Bland artwork right the artwork fucking gorgeous even a
3: question? yes yes that's the highlight Alan Moore is kind of disowned the story very adult very edgy work of its time but in the years since then it's been almost 30 fucking years now it's like 29 years I think people have kind of turned on the story because like Dark Knight Returns yeah well uh, do people really turn on Dark Knight Returns yes yes really
0: everybody hates Frank Miller and think Frank, Frank Miller has been a hack his whole career now yeah and that's not they, fair they've gone back through time and they said Dark Knight Returns is terrible now except
3: Daredevil is a great run Dark Knight Returns is still a great work that was hugely influential yeah, and still you, very every, entertaining every, year one I think most people at least give year one the benefit of the doubt maybe year one I haven't yeah. heard a
0: lot of bad shit talked about year one but yeah. Dark Knight Returns is, is totally turned on Dark I, I
3: Knight first. Sin City story the long goodbye I think it was called that was great about you know, nobody, well because anymore. those movies the second one especially nobody it, like turned everybody off yeah. all that green screen shit just like really turned people off of Sin City plus in the meantime between the first two Sin Cities or the, the first and second Sin City Frank Miller did the spirit and people fucking hated the oh, spirit dude, ho- have you watched it I've not seen it no oh. Yeah.
2: So anyway.
1: It's
3: bad. So Alan Moore kind of disowned the story. I personally, I, I read it back in, I think, 91. And I got, I think, a seventh printing of the book at that point. It had only been a few years. I never really liked the story that much. I, I like I thought it was an okay origin story for the Joker. But I just love the artwork. It's beautiful. And I love the coloring. I thought it was a great looking book. I think I still own my copy from back then. But like n- once Batgirl became a, a popular character, I mean, she hadn't really been that popular in a long time. That's why they retired with, her. And the, the story, practice. when it was originally written, she wasn't it was supposed, wasn't supposed to be in continuity so they weren't it, Alan Moore didn't intend to actually yeah, break the real Batgirl yeah it's supposed to be like an out of continuity thing like an yeah. Elseworld before they had Elseworlds but now that Batgirls become a popular character she's among the most popular DC characters at this point also she's become a major flashpoint character in terms of like fridging of female characters like women who are have violence committed against them in order to motivate the male characters around them which is a hundred percent what the killing joke was so yeah so there's there has been a big backlash against the book in recent years. Now, I got really pissed off because they were doing like a Joker variant cover month at DC. Raphael Albuquerque, a guy who I think probably is most famous for working on American Vampire, he did a very provocative cover, which you've probably seen yeah, on the internet. I saw the Where it's the Joker holding a gun on Batgirl and she's got like a lipstick smeared smile on her face while she's crying and clearly breaking down. And so social media successfully rallied forces to demand DC not publish the cover. And then the artist himself said, yeah, please don't publish the cover. So they didn't publish the cover. And that really pissed me off because most comic People book covers...
0: issue with it because they were saying it was like rape porn and whatever.
3: Right, yeah. the, it's art. So this person crafted a piece of art that elicited a strong emotional reaction. The art itself did not depict anything deserving of any sort of censorship. It was a, a very evocative image. It was an image that conjured up a great deal of emotional resonance that related back to The Killing Joke. I don't think that we have enough legitimate art in comics. The commercial aspect aspect of the medium always seems to dominate so for them to take an image that actually was that potent and to prevent it from being published infuriates me it makes me very angry because that is art and so much of the shit that we put out is just stupid fucking popcorn crap and uh, you wanted to make a point about the response to the Batgirl as well
0: specifically to that I actually saw the outrage before I saw the cover and then when I saw the cover I was like this can't be what everybody's mad about like this can't be what this this isn't that big of a deal and then I was like oh, really? Like, this is what
3: everyone's freaking out about, right? People are very sensitive these days.
0: Yeah, they really are. I, I mean, and that's fine. I, but and the problem is that it's this—it's a smaller group of people that have a gigantic voice now because of it, because of the social medias and whatnots and comment sections. A
3: disproportionate voice, I would say. I feel like we're going
0: down. So my, my whole thing with this is, and I, and I get the same thing annoys me with Game of Thrones, too, because people could can take the exact same, how could they treat Sansa that way? She's getting raped in this television show. This is unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I think people forget that, like, these are fictional characters. These characters are not real. Like, if you talk about it, well, how dare they treat Barbara Gordon that way? She's only in this book to motivate the masculine men who are going to go and avenge her paralysis and everything. Barbara Gordon is not a real character. This, This isn't based on someone's life and they're twisting an autobiography to make someone something they're not. This is a completely fake character with no real continuity. You know, the continuity stops and is rebooted every five minutes. So when Barbara Gordon gets shot and paralyzed, and that's really the only use she has in the entire book is to motivate Batman to go after the Joker, chill the fuck out. And also, part of it is because Barbara Gordon is popular now, and you're looking back at 1987 and say, how could you treat this character I love so much so poorly? Well, in 1987, she was not that popular. And honestly, she probably got popular via Oracle, and then moving, so you can't and have one without the other. So you look back at it and go, oh, how did that choose a character I love? Well, before this, nobody loved the character. So chill the fuck out. It, was, it reminds me of when Peter David, when, what, what, what's her fuck? Uh, who did Peter David kill in Spider-Man? Gene DeWolf. Gene DeWolf. Where he said, nobody, Gene DeWolf hadn't appeared in the book for a year. And he never got a single letter about it. But as soon as he kills the character nobody cares about, he gets a flood of mail coming in saying, I love Gene DeWolf. That was my favorite character. And he was like, fool, nobody. Nobody. It's it To me, it's the exact same thing. Exact same thing. And and then on top of that, the fictional characters chill the
3: fuck out. I'm going to half agree and half disagree with That's you. That's fine. Batgirl was created to be on the TV show. She wasn't a comic book character. They retroactively added her to the comic books after she was on the TV show. She's a obviously derivative character of Batman. Her name is Batgirl. She had her own little strip of the 1970s. She never really went anywhere as a solo character. For most of the 1980s, she wasn't being used. When she was shot and paralyzed in the Killing Joke, the intention of the writer was that that story was going to be out of continuity, and so Shouldn't have impacted on the the actual stories.
0: What? Okay, so who was it that? Because uh, I read that apparently there's a famous quote where they're talking to either the writers or editors where they were running through whether or not they should shoot Barbara Gordon, and his response was, "Shoot the bitch."
3: You're thinking of Supergirl when they killed Supergirl during Christ on Infinite Earths. Was that super- who was it? Yeah, it, it was it? it was Dick Jordan Jordano, and basically he saw Supergirl as Superman with tits, and uh, he wrote a note back saying, "Kill the bitch." Right. And that's how Supergirl got killed.
0: So people got re- are apparently really upset about that too. Well, no, and rightly
3: in that case, I Why? think
0: Supergirl is not real. <laughs> They're not talking about someone in the office and saying, well, I shoot made a- the bitch, fire the bitch. You know what I mean? They're not saying... They didn't say hey, Dick Jordan, we're thinking about firing miscellaneous female writer, and he said, fire the bitch. He didn't say that. They're talking about a fictional character. Her feelings are not hurt. So your feelings should not be hurt, okay? This is, this is troubling to me. If you're getting offended that he referred to a fictional character that does not exist as a bitch. Okay. Do you, but do you see what I'm saying? Do you I, see where I'm saying? I'm, it it I'm, makes I'm, me a little
3: I, I i talk a lot and it takes me a long time to get to my point okay go you ahead probably I'm, know sorry. This after 20 years. I'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> so anyhow at the time that bad girl was paralyzed i agree with you she really didn't matter that much i think that there were fans of the tv show i don't think those fans were very well represented in the comics there wasn't like a huge backlash when they did that and she didn't appear in comics for a number of years she was brought back and she wasn't like it wasn't prominent either she was it brought back in the latter issues of suicide squad a low-selling cult book for DC. She was brought back most specifically, I believe, because Kim Yale, who was a co-writer on the book, had affection for the character from the TV show and wanted to see her progress beyond just being a victim in The Killing Joke. And that's when you started the development of Oracle, who by the mid-90s had become a very important, very, very useful character, not only in the Batman circles, but more and more around the greater DC universe. I still am of a firm opinion that Oracle was a far more valuable character to the universe than Batgirl could possibly be because she was the character who connected everybody. She was the deus ex machina that allowed for any kind of story you wanted to be told so long as you needed somebody who could find out information and hack a computer and all that kind of shit. It all went back to Oracle. Everything that you needed to get done with techno stuff and with information gathering went through Oracle. In fact, a number of years ago, they took a minor Batman character, the Calculator, and they turned him into the Oracle of the bad guys. So the fact that they actually had a universe-spanning character that's the evil opposite of Barbara Gordon show how important she was in the DC Universe. You know, Simone was a fan of the character. She wanted to bring Batgirl back and that's what they finally got to do with the New 52 and when they first started that they were kind of oblique about how much of continuity was going to carry over in the New 52. It wasn't supposed to be a reboot at first and then finally they committed to it being a reboot but they still kept the Killing Joke stuff. They still kept the fact that she had been paralyzed temporarily by the Joker and now they're doing DC Rebirth where they once again reiterated that that happened. At this point, obviously, Barbara Gordon has become a much more popular character a much more central character of the DC Universe and also in recent years she's been embraced by a younger generation of readers because they've made her a new hip heroine for the DC Universe so she like Harley Quinn is a gateway character to people who wouldn't necessarily even reading comic books so they're going to be much more sensitive to what happens to that character and much more invested in that character than old school comic fans that remember the days when who the fuck's Batgirl so getting back to Supergirl Supergirl was a much more important character she would have been in Solo going back to the 1950s. Throughout the 60s, 70s, she had her own strip in action comics or adventure comics. She had her own book at DC prior to her death. The reason why people get mad now about what Dick Giordano said in 1986 is because of the institutional, patriarchal suppression and humiliation, degradation, destruction of female characters in the industry. It's a male-dominated industry. Female creators until recent years have not had a very good foothold in the industry itself female readers have struggled to become invested in the comic book industry I remember the days like back in the 90s where female readers the people who came into my shop and bought books including the woman that I ran a shop with for six years they tended to focus on niches like there were a lot of women who read X-Men comics there were a lot of women who read like the bad girl stuff like Catwoman and to a lesser degree Lady Death and there were women who would invest in some of the mainstream characters like Batman and Spider-Man and Superman but they didn't tend to invest in the entire universe with the exception of the X-Men books so they were kind of isolated from the actual fandom itself because oftentimes there would be off-putting stuff and attitudes that were reflected in the narratives that told you even if you didn't hear Dick Giordano actually say kill the bitch the stories told women trying to read the stories that the attitudes behind those stories was kill the bitch so while breaking down the institutional alienation of female readers and minority readers You do have, let's say, social justice warriors, but also a new generation of readers who are younger and more diverse in sexuality and in color and and ethnic origins, whatever. And they're longing for positive representation in comics. And they don't want their heroes, those heroes that are specifically for them, females, black, Indian, Muslim, they don't want their heroes to be fucked with. And because they have so few heroes, so few people they can get behind that reflect them in their lives and their culture. Cultures, they are very sensitive about how, how they're treated. And I think back to like, if you fuck with Captain America, I get really fucking pissed off because that's a guy I've been invested with for decades. But by the same token, if you've got a Muslim reader who has become very invested in Kamala Khan, the Miss Marvel, who's only been around for about three or four years now, but she's the only fucking cool Muslim you got to work with in the entire comics, you know, especially mainstream comics, you're gonna be very protective of that character. You take a character like Captain Marvel, who is like Marvel's official Wonder Woman type character, their their big iconic character. Marvel spent a lot of years trying to develop that character, first as Miss Marvel with a fellow named Brian Reed. Brian Reed wrote Miss Marvel for like five fucking years, and. It It wasn't a major selling book. It was a book I think that Marvel probably took a loss on because they just wanted to have a prominent female character in their universe because they knew they didn't have a Wonder Woman. And then what happened is a woman named Kelly Sue DeConnick started writing the character and wrote her in such a way that she resonated very strongly with Marvel's female readership. And so instead of being a loss leader for them, just so they had representation, all of a sudden they had the character written in such a way that it resonated with that audience. And now Captain Marvel is getting her own movie because there's a fan following that actually call themselves the Carol Corps who are making that book very popular They've, they've got Civil War II going through the comics right now, and it's not Captain America versus Iron Man, it's Iron Man versus Captain Marvel on the two sides of the war. So when your character, your representation in these comics is fucked with, it makes sense that you're going to have major blowback against that. The issue I have with the case of Killing Joke is the fans weren't there in 1987 when that happened. But by the same token, maybe DC Comics needs to back off from constantly referencing the Killing Joke because of the story that no longer resonates with the current readership and And in fact, angers and alienates a lot of the current readership. And it's also a sticking point because you've got a generational struggle between people who read that book back in the day and still have strong feelings about that book, positive feelings about it, and then a modern generation that has very negative feelings. Who are you going to serve? The 45, 55-year-old guys that are pissed off that they're chick ghostbusters? Or do you want to actually try to get people to buy comics for the next 20 to 30 years instead of fucking stopping reading comics and just bitching about them on the internet because you're old people who can't
1: afford comics? Books anymore. I guess if you put it that have Ghostbuster crack, but go ahead.
0: I, I guess if you put it that way. Okay, so I was thinking it more as don't call my character a bitch. You're being disrespectful to character. I guess if you put it in the context of that's just
3: nobody ever raped and paralyzed. Because the thing is, there's actually pages of Killing Joke that Brian Ballinger drew where she's nude in in the photographs, uh-huh. and they censored those images in the published book. But just the fact that you know that exists, and you know that in the original story there is implied rape yeah. of both jim gordon and barbara gordon and there's also in the, azzarello the guy who wrote the, the killing joke uh, cartoon a- adaptation he wrote a joker graphic novel a few years ago where the joker rapes a woman and then like leaves money for her to like compensate her for the rape or some shit or la- left money for the boyfriend or some crap like that and you see the joker is like cinching up his belt after doing it and it's like this is the motherfucker you guys thought would be a good idea to write the fucking batgirl movie you dumb sons of bitches he Wait, batgirl movie? The, the guy who wrote the know, joker know, gra- know, graphic I I novel the joker wrote movie. the killing
1: joke adaptation I've read the killing joke I've yeah i've read it several times so I'm, I'm very so that i get okay
0: so i understand being pissed off then about the killing joke Not like why are you adapting this now like this doesn't make any sense to adapt now especially since she is such a popular character well, it, it doesn't and if make you're problem. gonna and if yeah. you're gonna adapt it and be like oh she's so popular let's adapt the killing joke you, Then you've got there's something wrong with you right
3: well that's just it though they've adapted batman year one and the dark knight returns in recent years they've adapted watchmen as both a motion comic and a motion picture so literally of the those books that DC published that were like major vanguards of the 1980s—that's the last one they had left to adapt. They also knew that Mark Hamill had said, "You know, I'm done doing Joker voicing unless you guys adapt *The Killing Joke*."
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So there okay. were a lot of people okay.
3: who are older people who read the book when it came out, who I don't think understand what that book means to people now versus what it meant to people back then. They still think yeah, it's see, this great
1: work, but then you would say the same thing about Mark Twain. Someone read Mark Twain now, and that's a valid argument too. Yeah, and uh, the point—the point is, when I read it, th- when I read it then. It shocked me That the Joker was that cruel The Joker is truly cruel in that book He has no mercy He goes after Batman on another level So if some kid reads it now And he's like Well you hurt my Batgirl Your Batgirl didn't fucking exist She didn't exist in my world Except
3: As Mac was pointing out When people get upset about Game of Thrones And getting rapey Usually it's not the rape that's in the books necessarily It's the additional rape Specifically for the TV show It's like having Jamie Dude, rape read the books? Well, hold on. But Jamie raping Cersei at the funeral of their, their son, son yes. was not from the books. They had sex, but they had consensual
1: sex in the books in the show. No, she fights him off in the books. She doesn't. Okay. I don't do this here. There's priest on the other door behind the door. He's like, fuck that. I'm getting some, I think they literally almost fuck on his body. And she's just like, and they talk about how she pushes it away, but she wants him. She pushes him away and she wants him. The books are always going to be darker because okay, they came
3: well, out first. So they, they, I, have I'm sorry, I haven't read the books. That's what I heard about, but okay, I, I have heard it's try.
0: additionally rapey too. Okay, yes.
3: But like Sansa, when she gets raped by uh, Bolton, I don't. Bolton. My understanding is that wasn't from the books. The actual raping mm, uh, of her.
1: If that's the newer two books, no, yeah, I My read my, it my understanding
3: is the stuff where the sand snakes are showing their titties to Bron yeah. is not from the books. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of additional nudity and rapey type shit that's in the show that wasn't in the books. And I think because of the backlash, we've got in this most recent series where they've gone way the other way and now all the women are the biggest kick-ass people and they've killed almost everybody between the women and the Iron Throne in this last season of uh, Game
1: of Thrones. Hopefully you're not spoiled, folks. (laughs) We're 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 way off from the killing joke. Go back. Yeah, I'm trying
0: to... No, because I I brought up people being outraged at the rapiness of Game of Thrones, too.
3: Right. So they're adding stuff to make it worse. even, Even a bad situation, when you're taking what was in the original books, which may or may not deserve of criticism but then you're adding another layer of problematic material in adapting it for an audience being aware of who the current audience is that's an issue and that's one of the problems with Killing Joke is you're not just adapting the the book into a 30 or 40 minute cartoon you're then adding another half hour worth of new material which is crafted with the modern audience supposedly in mind except the writers and the producers of the movie don't understand that audience because they're old misogynistic fucks and they do dumb shit like have Batman and Batgirl at each other's throats and then Batgirl fucks Batman which is something that I know they established in the old Batman cartoon show it was gross then I still find it super gross as a comic book fan Batgirl and Robin were a couple you don't have Batgirl fuck Batman because she's Batgirl and he's Batman Batman fucks Batwoman
1: which never existed
3: <laughs> no Batwoman has existed really? yeah okay the the history of these characters back in the 50s way to open My
0: Frank bad. Dora's box here we go <laughs>
3: Back in the 50s, because of the uh, Wortham campaign against comics and his insinuation that Batman and Robin were gay, they created Batwoman and Batgirl to be like the girl versions of our oh, heroes okay. and have adventures with them to show, no, they're just red-blooded, straight American men. And it wasn't until years later that they switched Batgirl from this blonde chick named Betty Kane into Barbara Gordon and that was all coming from the TV show. And in recent years, they brought back Batwoman, but now she's a lesbian. That's a whole other thing. Point is, Batman shouldn't be fucking that girl cause she's the girl and it's just gross. And also because that girl has an established relationship with Robin that became romantic over the years. So why are you fucking your young ward's girlfriend who is not contemporaneous to your age, you creepy son of a bitch?
0: Yeah, that is weird. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean you're so, right. One's man, one's girl. That's that's so those
1: I are saw, the names of
2: the
0: characters, it's weird.
1: I saw the movie, I've read the book, and I can agree, I'll agree with you that the first part that was written in for the movie, I think actually hurt the movie if anything it didn't flush out the characters it, it made no sense to me you have this kind of serial killer or this sociopath character that's obsessed with her and they re- they do some more fucked up shit than you haven't seen like there's a scene where these hookers are leaving the boat and the chick looks and tells him tell your boss next time that i have mask we didn't have to use a pillowcase and she tosses this thing at him the guy looks at it as he tosses it off the boat lands in water it's a batgirl mask so apparently he put a batgirl mask on the hooker as he's banging the shit out of her he's super obsessed with her it made no sense like if you're gonna adapt it i get what what you're saying where out of its time it's not the 80s anymore Joker is three different Jokers now they're now at the bottom of the of the Alan Moore well they got nothing left to mine out of his creations for DC did they adapt the Green Lantern story yet? dude the, in animation? yes they, they did the Mongo story it, they, it was they, in the Green Lantern yeah, cartoon? yeah okay. they, dude, they've mined everything there's nothing left Jeff Johns has created his career off of Alan Moore they haven't done a Swamp Thing cartoon yet but he's coming out in the was it a the Dark Universe thing, or whatever much, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be the Dark but the build up for the bad girl in the theater i saw people just looking around like confused like people are like this isn't the killing joke the, i went with a group of five guys two of them were versed in comics which i wasn't really impressed because when the movie was oh they were they were that's amazing i'm like dude that wasn't the killing joke because the first 30 minutes is bat girl the movie it's about her struggles and the, i mean even when it gets to the killing joke it's not really the killing joke it's selected scenes of the killing joke and they just kind of combine them when you have this on a movie screen the animation does not hold up for shit yeah it looks bad right wow really yeah i wanted to ask you
3: so my understanding is batgirl becomes too aggressive of a vigilante yeah and batman calls her out and basically dismisses her because he she's her, too dangerous they, they do this
1: crazy line where he's like you you don't know where it's it, it feels like to be at the edge to look over the abyss and then she, and have lo- and lose all hope yeah and that psycho dude they catch him and, which is funny because he almost kills batman with bazookas after batman <laughs> it, Apparently, <laughs> like batman is preoccupied because he just got some batgirl pussy and so he's just out of his mind he's yeah there's thinking. also the part where he she like basically, like throws him on the ground and humps yeah. him. Yeah, She rapes him. She rapes Batman. Let's call it what it is. He's on the ground fighting her, and she rips off her shirt. And then the camera pans away, and it's just implied that she went to town on him. So, well,
3: and that, and they make a point of saying too that Batman. the whole reason why she became Batgirl was because she was crushing on Batman. Yes, so almost it, the it, end it, game it. was to get to fuck Batman.
0: Oh, what? and you know, Bruce Wayne totally cries after sex, right? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Like, there's fetal no, position. there's no question. He sort of, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So the guy almost kills Batman. Batgirl saves his life and begins to pummel the dude's face in, just beating him almost to death. At which point she realizes, I, I got to that dark part. You know, it's no longer a game and this, and she's having this internal turmoil about what's going on. And so you're like, okay, we're 32 minutes into the movie and it's still not Killing Joke. Well, then starts the Killing yeah. Joke because Batman is now telling her, you've reached this point, you need to stop. And then the very first scene of the Killing Joke where he's walking through Arkham starts. And so you're kind of like, okay, this is Killing Joke. Most people I think were still confused from the the first half of the movie we just watched it was like we watched this whole thing and then you stopped now we're going to start the killing joke and it really does feel like two different styles of writing it really does um, so
0: so does she get shot and paralyzed and all that jazz yeah, just yeah. Like,
1: yeah. like i said they'll never be able to create boland's artwork if they did that would have been amazing to see that in motion what they do is they take certain scenes and they just animated those scenes so sometimes i think what what's lost is in the translation of the art the art tells the story as well as the words and you lose that when you take a little scene and you animate it so the character walks. Where you lose maybe just the reaction of a character's face frozen for a few seconds and you kind of feed into it. I think some of that's lost in it. I didn't have the same emotional punch. I remember reading the killing joke maybe about a year ago. I checked it out from the library, the new extended edition, the new prestige one, cause they have this little story at the end, an extra little Batman story done by Boland. That's really good. So I wanted to re- read it. Is that
3: the black and white story he did where the, it's the guy who's trying to assassinate yeah. Batman? Yeah.
1: That was a cool story. That's a really good story. So I wanted to read that and I knew the library had got it. So I reread the killing joke and of course the ending is always It's always been a mystery To me Like they're both laughing I know I think Fryho hates That ending I think we talked about I talked to him About it once. I I hated it When I first heard it And so And I've heard Different versions Of what the ending means I kind of like it Because it just Leaves it up Open for interpretation You you take it Where you want to You you can create Your own ending But the movie I mean And this is The worst part So in the comic There's kind of A musical But it's not Really a musical It's kind of Like a poem Where the Joker's Talking to Gordon Through TVs In the movie They made it a musical With singing and dancing freaks that what? really took me out of the movie like that was i thought was really bad
3: it's hard to maintain a grim and gritty tone when there's a musical number
1: well and then okay so in the beginning they did a, a small documentary at the theater with mark hamill where he talked about his history with the joker and the different versions of the joke how joker's always growing each voice actor brings something new so that was kind of interesting and at the end they did the music and of course they talked about the musical and how the song was going to be this song that kind of changes the tone and changes the gear and i think again that was the mistake of the writers in the directors were like oh we're gonna change the tone in the gears of a masterpiece book we're gonna change it and reinterpret it and put a song to it and make it a little goofy and i was just it was very 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 disappointing did they add an epilogue oh yeah the ending uh, yeah at the very end so at the end of course of the comic if you've read it is Joker tells Batman a joke Batman starts to laugh which kind of throws the Joker off so the Joker starts to laugh. so they both laugh and then the final panels is actually you're looking at raindrops on the ground as they're both laughing Laughing, and then there's a sudden stop which is implied either Batman killed them or something happened or well I thought it, when I read the book it just seemed like it trailed off like, see, again interpretation
3: whichever you want to take well and that's what's in the goddamn script <laughs> <laughs> that Alan Moore I, I fucking wrote. Things.
1: But at the very end, all of a sudden, you see Barbara Gordon wheeling into her room in her wheelchair, talking to her dad on the phone, and she's about to go do something. She starts wheeling down the hallway. All of a sudden, the door opens. She slides in, and it's she's Oracle. They show the Oracle symbol, and she's getting ready for work. And all this tagged-on shit was too much.
3: Well, see, that, and that's what I wanted to address. Number one, the version of Batgirl that's heavy-handed and violent and doesn't know where the line is is called... Helena uh-huh. Burtin. That's Huntress. They've had that Huntress character in that mode since like the late 80s. The post-crisis Huntress was always the Batgirl that shot people with fucking arrows and potentially killed people and was always pushed in line. She's the one that Batman always had to manage because she was so dangerous that she used methods that he didn't approve of and all that kind of good shit. Which, Which Batgirl was it that had her mouth covered up? That was Cassandra Cain. She had her own story. She's actually a very interesting character. I like Cassandra Cain a lot. But she didn't kill because she was actually raised to kill. She was born as the child of a assassin named Kane and Lady Shiva who was a fucking badass. I look forward to her turning up in the movies at some point because she kicks Batman's ass as far as I'm concerned. She's a greater martial artist than Batman. Cassandra Kane is a better fighter than Batman. She, Batman can't beat her in hand-to-hand combat and she was raised to be an assassin herself but the first time she took a life she realized that she didn't want this until she, she ran away from her father ran away from her training and evolved ultimately became Batgirl so that she could be a hero to make up for the, the lives she took at her, mm-hmm. at the will of her father. So that's a really interesting character but it doesn't really apply yeah, to this. I was just curious. So they, they're already assigning personality traits from an entirely different character to Batgirl because Batgirl's never been the person who has trouble with crossing the line. She's actually much more intellectual and much more emotionally stable than Batman. You know, I, She's not as brilliant of a detective but she's someone who's more rational and somebody who has a better understanding again of where the line is. So she's absolutely not the person that Batman would ever have to lecture about crossing the line she was also not an exceptionally libidinous character because again there are characters that sexuality is an important part of who they are that's not who Batgirl is never was and again who should she be libidinous toward Dick Grayson the guy that people have been shipping her with for 40 fucking years now another issue is that you have this character who's built up for half an hour as basically the star of the movie and then she disappears for another quarter of the movie before she gets shot and then she disappears for another quarter of the movie and then she turns to the end as Oracle. So she has nothing to do with resolving her own story. Mm-hmm. They, they do all this setting up of her as the protagonist and then they shoot her and then she's gone and then at the end it turns out that she's coping with what happened to her. But she is not given agency. She's not the person who actually brings the Joker to the justice. She's not the person who confronts Batman about how he handled bringing in the Joker. Like, why did you fucking have a half the fucking joke laughing with the Joker after I got shot in the belly you son of a bitch. So that's another major issue too because if you're going to add all this other material it has to make sense within the context of the story that you're telling if you're going to spend a half hour setting up batgirl as your protagonist you can't drop her for the rest of the movie and then tack on a bullshit ending with her as oracle because you're not showing her journey you cut out from her and you start talking about the joker and batman it's not the joker and batman's movie if you spend the first half hour with just the batgirl
1: no no no. it's it's a money grab yeah they could not put it in the theaters if it was only honestly killing joke 30 maybe 30 40 minutes movie and max yeah that's that's why they had to pat it out. So it's like putting too much ingredients in. You already had everything you needed for the cake but now you want to get ballsy and say you know what I, I want to throw more stuff in it and just ruined it.
3: It's bad but, writing. You got a person who had no business writing a yeah, Batgirl I'll story tacking on all this shit. I guarantee you somebody at DC told him we need to build up Batgirl's role so that it has more impact when she gets shot and so that the people who are fans of this character won't get pissed off because we're adapting this story that they already have issues with. And Took so they it made, it and
0: made it way worse. It made it
3: way worse because they got the wrong guy to write it. He didn't understand the oh. story I'm not saying that Brian Nazarello is a bad writer in general but he's a terrible superhero writer he doesn't understand the concept of heroic fiction and in this particular instance he just doesn't understand how to write period because anybody who writes understands that you don't set up a protagonist for the first half of a fucking movie and then fucking drop them completely as other people carry on from there this isn't fucking what is that house behind the pines or, or, whatever that is, should,
0: or, or if you or then you should have switched it and maybe had Batman be paralyzed have Bruce Wayne be paralyzed or then it's not going right? to anymore and and it's her going after the Joker.
3: Yeah, but like, as he was pointing out, uh, so it's important joke. because... Well, it's not of...
1: the killing joke. Well, no, no. It's well, no the because point.
3: The, the point is you're also torturing Jim Gordon and it doesn't torture Jim Gordon if you shoot Batman in the belly okay, and sure. Batgirl
1: has to come in and save the day. Okay, yeah. I and I the thing is, him. I yeah, still Jim don't Gordon. know how it got an R rating. It really? Wasn't that bad?
0: Like, well, you just said there was a prostitute and they had a bag over but her But they don't show anything. Yeah, it doesn't matter, Everything, but those are adult topics. even alluded to.
3: And not just that they don't belong in a fucking Batman cartoon. It's a fucking Cartoon. Children, regardless of what the rating is, a child is going to watch hey, that shit. It's, it's, it's going to warp you, their hey, fucking that, mind.
0: That's what I said during our Batman and Superman podcast. I felt the same way. They dumped truckloads of Batman and Superman gear off in chi- in the child section of stores because of this movie, and they still put that movie. There was nothing in that movie that is appropriate for children no. under the age of uh, 13. Yeah. There, there's not. But I'm telling you, well, there I are. think
3: it was rated PG 13, but 13 year olds aren't going to. To the Toys R Us aisle to pick up their action thing. Right.
0: It's the eight year old. That's the it's fucking the
3: impressionable scarring of psyche children. The, the, why in is the
0: infant shit? section, there were a whole Batman Superman thing, and I'm like, and it's the same thing. Like, this is animation. This is the Batman style animation that the, parents know are safe for their kids to watch, and then you're turning it into the killing But joke see, the thing is, it.
1: if you watch Assault on Arkham, which is very good, I think it's one of DC's best, my personal opinion. It's adult. Harley Quinn fucks Deadshot. I mean, there's all kinds of Well, and then you've also got their video
0: what's their video game that's got all the rad uh, fatalities and stuff
3: the the Arkham City and Arkham Asylum video games that what you're talking about no are you talking about uh, Justice Injustice
0: Injustice Injustice is pretty big so maybe DC kind of thinks that that's
3: oh I guarantee if you look at the costume design I guess they could be getting
0: I guess they could be getting some mixed signals if Injustice is so popular and people are getting off on watching the fatalities and killing but but that's bullshit
3: because you're the corporate entity you know that you want Want to market these characters to children when you make a Suicide Squad movie I don't think you're going to have Suicide Squad action figures in the toddler section because the movie's called Suicide yeah. Squad it's about criminals and mercenaries and black ops that is clearly targeting an older audience they may throw Batman in that they may have Joker like prominent in the advertising but it's clear that this is geared for more mature audiences yeah sure Batman the Killing Joke has Batman's fucking name in it that's probably like even assault on Arkham while Batman's in the packaging it's still kind of clear that this isn't like the kids Batman yeah it's Arkham there's a demarcation yeah. there Our assault on Arkham right this is mostly in the style of the old 90's cartoon it has the same voice talent it has the same character designs for the most part it's going to be sold at Best Buy with a little Lego or some bullshit like that like they always fucking do <laughs> so yeah you gotta fucking think maybe you don't put it's, Batman in those ki- of stories It's like a you-
0: Lego Oracle but the, like the legs don't move or whatever <laughs> they're not articulated Right. It
3: come with a what are you talking about?
0: They're not articulated. Sorry. I apologize for that. Uh, no, it's it's I mean,
3: fine. It's, i no, I think it points out the ridiculousness of it. You're the corporate entity. You need to figure out who your audience is. They're not shooting Starfire in the gut in Teen Titans Go because they know that that's not made for mature audiences. That's made for young kids. The cartoon design is the aesthetic is definitely geared toward younger audiences. So they know that they need that separation. But I it's, it's just well, like... I can't,
1: so I, can't so I, I, will, I almost goes, feel like oh, if they would have done like If you watch like like young justice i enjoyed young justice i thought it was a very adult series even the second season got even better because the characters were darker but dc kind of gets mixed up where they have like you said go teen titans then you have young justice then you have batman the killing joke they're kind of there's no real separation
0: yeah well so i I almost feel like like what if they would have gone like a hardcore anime oh that would that like super super no i don't mean like hard i don't mean Fucking Power puff Girl shit. The design. I'm talking like 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 the darker anime. I, honestly, I wish the, they would have the, tried that more. To. Almost, it's almost more realistic than the Batman and anim- Bruce Tim design shit, yeah. right? But but you know, I'm thinking like Akira or, or something well, that's like what I'm that. Saying, if the, they had that gone kind more of a design Brian to Bolin,
1: it, like more detail, I think that would have been neat.
0: Which well, is what I which I associate with with anime and manga is the more detailed, detailed anime Okay, yeah, I can get behind. Not, that. not quite rotoscoped fluidity to it. Yeah, but but not like it's. Literally should be on Saturday morning cartoons and some block with Teen Titans go. Like that's right. what that looks like. That should be
3: yeah, yeah the design. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The well, animation here's is- an idea. Ugh. Don't uh, you know who doesn't have to be in the story, honestly? Uh, I know it's gonna drive some people crazy. Batman's the guy you don't necessarily need to have in the story. Because the grim avenger that's going after the Joker, there's no reason why that has to be Batman. It's not Batman's story, it's Joker's story for the most part in the actual comic. They're trying to turn it into Batgirl's story. Batman is the guy you don't necessarily need in there. You could have fucking Nightwing. It's called Nightwing the Killing Joke or just Joker the Killing Joke, you've gotten more leeway. But if you want to have Batman, a cultural icon that you try to sell to young children, don't put him in shit that's too fucking advanced and too fucking dark. Even the Christopher Nolan stuff, it was still clear that Batman was a hero. And even though it might've been disturbing to see what the Joker was doing, what Two-Face was doing, I don't know that it was ever dark enough to where it would be completely inappropriate for a, a maybe a younger child. But it's also because of the aesthetic, because it's a darker movie and a more realistic movie. I think you can tell just from looking at it that it's supposed to be for older people and I don't know that they really did they did they have action
1: figures for those movies were they marketing those movies yeah hmm like younger kids I know I know for a while the Joker they they were that's when Heath Ledger did his Joker that's when Brian Arzello, whatever came out with his book his Joker and Joker went from a buffoon to more of this dark narcissistic, He's a fucking serial, serial killer, killer, killer. creepy yeah, but, it, but or, yeah. he never they they played him like that but he was always kind of the the was it the the uh what would they refer to him as is a the, um, the clown the, prince the, of crime? Uh, crime Yeah kind of this really goofy character where Heath Ledger then played him more of like a sociopath that just dressed up like a clown to kind of disarm you And this, I don't know... This this versus Joker was.
3: I want Warner Brothers to be able to embrace their more mature audiences. I think
1: that I think they tried that already. With
3: well, Batman no, here's Superman. the thing: DC Comics and Warner Brothers, because you gotta understand, I, like you know, Mac has been uh, was griping at me earlier today because I kept posting sales numbers for books from the mid '80s.
0: Lots of sales numbers. Lots oh of sales man, sales we got numbers, a lot yeah. of sales numbers on our Twitter timeline.
3: But if you look at the DC sales from the Crisis era, you see just how fucking low they were compared to the Marvel sales. You know, like books like The Comet Man, which was Quarterbin Fodder, the New Universe books, Quarterbin Fodder, was outselling Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, easily multiple times over. For real. Yeah, so they were just getting swamped. Part of what made DC come alive again after this long period of just being distant second was they started gearing their books toward a true audience. You had The Dark Knight Returns. You had The Killing Joke. You had Watchmen. The Cult? The Cult, yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. A lot of people don't like that one, but I Really? Yeah, there's, it, I didn't realize that because when the book came out, it seemed to me like everybody fucking loved The Cult. Yeah. The Cult was like almost like a sequel to The Dark Knight yeah. Returns. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm a big Jim Starlin fan and it was great Bernie Wright's and artwork. In retrospect though, a lot of Batman fans really disliked that book and it's just not talked about very much anymore either. Oh wow. Yeah, I didn't know that either but I in recent frightened. years I've started finding that out. But anyhow, so DC Comics started to realize that they could find an audience by going for mature readers, by going for the adult audiences, not just going for the hip, late high school, audience that Stan Lee was always targeting, but actually going into college, going for like graduate school comic books like Vertigo. I think that what Warner Brothers can do that Marvel, especially in or Disney, can't do is you can go for the extremely advanced stuff. You could do Watchmen. You could adapt the Question and Sandman and Swamp Thing and all these books that were darker and more sophisticated. But just like that DC did with Vertigo, you need to put that behind the adult wall. You need to put that behind the adult curtain. Don't have Batman in those stories. Tell those stories with characters like The Question. Tell it with characters that are more morally flexible and are clearly targeting adults. And then you can also go younger than Marvel for your Superman stuff, your Batman stuff, because those that's who those characters are designed for. They're not made for fucking teenagers. They're made for kids. That's why they're simple characters. They're characters showing morality. They have extraordinary powers. They're colorful. They're fun. Target the younger than Marvel audience. And then you can also have stuff that meets in the middle, like Suicide Squad. That's a little bit more mature but can still fit in that Marvel audience. Marvel can't have that versatility because everything has to be connected. It all has to be one universe. It's all Disney-fied. Every single one of those characters are going to be in action figures that they're going to sell to kids. In the movies. In the, yeah, in the movies and in the cartoons, too. They're always targeting... Because
0: they've got the Netflix stuff.
3: They're targeting the... They do have the. You're And you're right. You have the Netflix I'm not sure I'm 100% comfortable with that, honestly, though, because they make a point of saying that's part of this connected universe. But at the same time, you do want to have your audience be able to mature with you. And I don't think very many people are going to go, hey, you know, little Timmy, let's go watch Jessica Jones, you know? So it kind of works. Well, DC needs to do that too, but they need to understand Captain America isn't on the Netflix show. You don't have uh, a Tony show up in uh, Luke Cage as he's busting drug dealers and stuff. You've got to have these clear divisions and DC doesn't seem to understand that. Warner Brothers doesn't seem to understand that, but also DC in the comics, they keep adulterating characters you need to keep pure and clean because they're for children. Because the day that you can't give... anything superman related to a child is a day that you fucking failed
0: fucked
1: up yeah that was frank's soapbox
0: hey so about the so what about the game of thrones thing
3: oh um so were, no, I, were, were, I were you on board
0: with with uh, people complaining about that or not on board No, with, uh,
3: what, what that? i was basically saying was if it's an issue of adaptation and george R, R. miller has a bunch of rapey shit then you should be able to adapt the rapey shit because if you're a fan of the books that's there you can try to sugarcoat it or, or soft pedal it when you adapt it if you want to and then people are going to call you out for it not being uh true to the material but you probably shouldn't go out of your way to have the exploitative material inside the show that wasn't from the books just to gin it up for the hbo audience
0: but what about this uh sugar puff why don't <laughs> you just turn the fucking tv show off if a show's too rapey for you it's on hbo yeah it's on hbo yeah. if you're like man there's just way too many titties in this show i don't really need to have seen all these yeah. titties and all these people getting raped yeah Well, first of all they've the, always had the titties show's fucking medieval times yeah so it's it's yeah you know what women weren't treated so great yeah in, in this and plus it's a but it's a fantasy you can have.
3: Anything you want to happen in the fantasy,
0: right. and, and this, and and the the person who created this fantasy in these books has well, a lot of chicks mm-hmm. get raped. Yep. Mm, you know what? Then maybe this book series isn't for you. Maybe the TV show isn't for you. So turn it off. <laughs> Don't complain every week about it.
3: I think that maybe the TV show, where in the first episode the incestuous couple attempt to murder a child to keep their secret, you're probably going to be in some pretty uncomfortable territory right. there. You should right. have probably addressed that when you first started watching the show.
0: Right. The. Overt incest and child, uh, attempted child murdering and consequent paralysis of in the first... Was it the first one or two episodes of the whole series? There's a lot of... You you need to understand that this show wasn't going to be great. uh, Look at the freaking
3: Bolton's... Bolton? Uh, Yeah, Roos and and, uh, uh, Ramsey.
0: Isn't there... Ramsey Bolton, right? Isn't there a fucking symbol there? The, flayed, the man? flayed man, right? I mean, come on, this is not this is not a this is bad stuffs going right. to happen to people in this whole show. Yeah, so relax. The show is based on bad shit happening to people, right? So I I don't want to hear again if if this were real historical events that had happened well, and, and, we're, being, is, and, and, and we're being it's, dramatized it's, it's for TV. It's based
3: on the War of the Roses, which was real uh, historical shit that happened.
0: Okay, so then Santa is at some point a real historical character? Not necessarily. No, shut what the fuck was up. Was Based sh- that, on somebody. Th- no, I'm, fuck
3: I'm fucking backing you up, shithead. Right? I'm saying that it is based on real shit that happened, and the real shit that happened never had a cool barbarian chick on a flying flame throwing dragon. So that's your fucking extension right. of, hey, here's a fantasy situation that shit didn't happen in real life. She's your heroine. You actually have a heroine in those times. Maybe not so much.
0: This isn't a story about the revolutionary time and Betsy Ross gets, gets gang raped, right? Like that's <laughs> right. not what this is. And you can't be like, hey, whoa, don't disrespect respect Betsy Ross. And you shouldn't because that's a, that's a real human being who existed and is in American right. fucking culture. Right. That's what was a real person. They still have a family that are alive, right? That this is not the case here. These are fictional characters and so anyway, the Supergirl thing because I because you did go on your rant and that was a very good rant and I appreciate you doing <laughs> that. So I I understand it if I I was taking Amora's, don't call Supergirl a bitch.
3: You know what I mean? Well, and also don't kill her and you retroactively erase her from continuity and then when you do bring her back, make her from an alternate dimension where she's a being made of protoplasm who's psychologically unstable, who then thinks that she's Clark Kent and gender swaps. And then she decides to, she gets manipulated by Lex Luthor and becomes his sex slave. And then she, uh, bonds with a Satan worshiping murderess and the, the protoplasm melts off. And then she becomes an earthbound angel with ties to the supernatural. And then they throw it out out the window and they bring back the Supergirl that was a, from Krypton, but now she's like seduced by dark side and she's constantly leaning toward the dark side. And, uh, uh, she runs around In a halter top And looks kind of slutty And uh, is very confused And kind of hates humanity And isn't a heroine That's cool
0: um, But also uh, What? What were we was talking there
3: about? Su- <laughs> Was there a Superwoman? Yeah, actually There's been a, f- a few of them really? they- They're not terribly important though There is a Wonder Woman
0: well, Who gets that. matched I'm just, up with I'm just Superman i Because there's
1: never There's never been a bad boy There's never No, been he
0: any. was a National Enquirer
1: <laughs> <laughs> But I'm just
0: saying no, I believe there's a bad boy musical That is showing here In Houston right now No joke Hello? Yeah, um, okay So, but my thing was What was my thing? So <laughs> if if it's that people were sick of that that was the mentality of comic books and him saying shoot the, or kill the bitch was just a personification of all those attitudes that have held back. All, I get that. In that case, be upset and I'm down with that. That's mm-hmm. cool. But at the same time, if they were like, hey guys, at the end of fucking Secret Wars, we want to have Black Panther kill Namor and somebody says kill the fucker, I'm not gonna be like, how dare you? Namor the Submariner has been around since 1939, and how dare you just cast? him off. Kill the fucker? He's been around since 1939. You know what I mean? If you were to get upset about something like that, then I think you are you're you need to just take a step back.
3: Understandable, understandable. You the problem is, when they kill Namor, literally, they did kill Namor. Prince T'Challa, or King T'Challa did kill right. Namor, and then he was almost immediately brought back, and then after Civil War, not Civil War, after Secret War, a Hyperion from another dimension ripped his head off, so they killed him like a second time in the span no. of like a year. Hey,
0: kill the fucker. I don't care. Kill the fucker. do you see what I mean? But, see, but he's the thing not is, a real but, guy, so it's okay. there,
3: There's that, but there's also the fact that when Namor comes back, he's still basically still going to be Namor. Where when they decided to kill the bitch back in 1986, then for 20 fucking years you had all these bullshit Earthsat Supergirls that weren't the Supergirl character you wanted to have come back. But that's a whole other thing, though. That's a whole other thing. I think that that's too. Well, different no, because things. there aren't enough heroines, especially heroines with the history and, of Supergirl, and, and that's fine. That's yeah. fine. But don't there's, get, there's but aquatic the Aquatic guys are a dime a dozen. I don't
0: know. But at the same time, though, calling Supergirl a bitch doesn't. I don't know. I just but, don't think because she's not real.
3: But it shows the attitudes of the people, and that
0: I, that I that Okay. Uh,
3: the other thing. I was going to say fuck Orange is the New Black the first season of that show kicks ass great fucking show it's based on the real life uh, experiences of uh, 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 the main character Piper I think it was Piper anyway uh, she actually went to prison on drug charges and she was in there for like a year or so and uh, the show kind of reflected her experiences but also fictionalized and uh, uh, dramatized then the second season proceeds to have this elaborate story of a woman who comes in and, and radicalizes a bunch of the prisoners and it basically most of the characters on the show look terrible by the end of the second season and also because one of the main character actresses wanted to leave the show they wrote her out and they have to bring her back into the third season and so in the third season they're trying to get back what they had in the first season because they knew they screwed some stuff up in the second season but then they screwed up some other stuff and then in the fourth season things just get completely nuts because they bust in a whole bunch of new prisoners and you've got like people getting like branded with swastikas and one of the prisoners gets killed it's been a long time character and it's like okay this show just doesn't it's atonal as fuck and all the characters have been ruined by the end of the second season much less the third season and I'm just sick of the fucking show and I just need to stop watching it and so I got three seasons into orange of the new block and I'm like okay I've had enough and I stopped watching it but I never said let's get rid of all this shit that I didn't like and fix the show to make it suit me I just stopped watching the stop show watching because the it's show. not what I'm enjoying after five seasons of Game of Thrones if you're tired of all the rapiness and you're tired of all the violence well guess what that show has been consistent throughout some maybe there's been some quality difference but in terms of their mature content and the dark antisocial aspects of the show that's been there for throughout if it finally burns you out if you're tired of it then just stop fucking watching it right. and don't try to force people to change the show to better suit your mental status now years into the show the show hasn't changed you've changed you're, or your tolerance of to the show has changed
0: you're not going to get on message boards and complain that they are doing a disservice to the character Orange is the New Black that you've loved so much in season one season two is not that character right you're not you're not going to you're yes. just to
3: stop watching the show yeah and yes. it's also it doesn't help that that was based on real people too sure. and they went so far out so it's like just fuck it so I don't i just don't need to watch it just don't it watch didn't it. work anymore so I went off and I did something lots else lots of stuff on TV lots of fl- people Peak TV. Peek There's so TV. many good shows on. No. You don't like something, go watch something else.
2: Yep. If you can't hear what I'm trying to say, if you can't read from the same page, maybe I'm going deaf, maybe I'm going blind, maybe I'm out of my mind. Facebook likes from Keith G. Baker and Ryan Daly. All at Twitter were the 108th sage. Abel Petzilla, Adam Bl- Black Moon Bone Dragon Comics Brian Mavay Chris Sheehan Chris Thompson of Orbital Comics Which Frank visited once in the UK Coffee and Comics Blog Comic Book Insurance Comic Reflections Podcast Darren and Ruth Sutherland Dr. G Nerdologist Ed Moore Jr. The Fire and Water Podcast Network Jeffrey Brown, Joseph Crawford, Carl Zleel, Keith G. Baker, The Mean Geek Podcast, Michael Bailey, Nethead, Odell Abner Dracula, Professor Riptide, Randy Caldwell, Scott Bachman, The Silver and Gold Podcast, Son of Cthulhu, Hashtag Follow Friday, Everybody Dance Now, Stella at Girl to Oracle, Storm Chaser 2000, 1162 Sin at alias Scarecrow Talking Wonder Woman trick or Talk Warlord Worlds And Willie Yarbrough The Mean Geek Podcast tweeted Give em a listen coffee and comics blog tweeted thanks i think storm chaser 2162 tweeted suicide squad looks like the fred durst of comic book movies anthony Emil said try this for an idea just go see a movie and enjoy it and not try to over analyze it i equate this movie to the iron man 2 it's laying groundwork for the DCMU to come. DCMU to come. It's laying groundwork. DCMU to come. Mach is my DC. DCMU to come. Just go see movie. be just don't try to overanalyze it. Drive G, nerdologist of the Pope to Pixel podcast. We which universally loved the movie tweeted Listening to your review of Suicide Squad Seems like Howard the Duck is the only comic movie you guys liked That last tweet sound way more confrontational than I meant it Kyle Benning of the King Size Comics Giant Size Fun Podcast Tweeted Have a bad Monday at work Laugh it off with this Ill- Hilarious recap of the train wreck that is the Suicide Squad movie. Grant Richter, also known by the internet alias of Storm Chaser 2162 on Twitter, wrote, If Warner Brothers wanted to make their DC line dark, they should have started with dark, lesser known characters that they can tweak without generating too much nerd rage. Even though Blade wasn't a Marvel Studios movie, it still started putting the idea of Marvel characters in movies in people's wheelhouses. If they had done Suicide Squad right, they could have made it the first movie in the series and play up the idea of these heroes that haven't been introduced yet that all the villains have vendettas against. Also. Since DC is a lot more heavily steeped in magic than Marvel They could have gone a supernatural route With a Trigon Swamp Thing Deadman Hell The fucking creature commandos would have been better than this crap My concern is that the DC movies are going to make the genre pass before it's time As a comics geek with a young daughter I was really proud of DC about a year ago for making their female characters more accessible to girls and also promoting some of their female characters as role models. There was a Wonder Woman comic outside of continuity where WWE got into typical comic book fights but also dealt with social issues that tween girls face. The Super Girl show had a lot of girl power without being overpowering the superhero girls cartoons made female characters relatable to elementary age girls with harley being the goofy Pinkie pie type character after the suicide squad movie i feel like they've done a complete 180 in regard to female character respect in relation to harley as a dad it's just offensive. And finally Count Drunkula wrote I was waiting for this episode because I expected a lot of dissenting opinions and debate but everyone seemed to be on the exact same page. Myself included. I think you guys touched on every one of my many many complaints and thus I don't have much to comment on. Okay. Now he was close Tried to domesticate you But you're an animal Baby It's in your nature Just let me liberate you You don't need no papers That man is not your mate And that's why I'm gonna take you Oh we're this That the joke Was
0: on That the joke was on
3: The preceding program is a non-profit fan production. Any copyrighted materials contained therein are believed borrowed under fair use with no copyright infringement intended. Please feel free to leave comments at Rolled Spines Productions WordPress blog. You can also send us Twitter comments through the Rolled Spine podcast Twitter. Thank you for listening.